Hey guys, I want to take a moment and thank one of my sponsors, one of them being Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. If you're anything like me, you listen to a lot of podcasts and you wonder, hey, I can do the exact same thing as some of these other idiots can do. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. If you're ever excited to even make a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Welcome back. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. What brought you back this time? Happy holidays. Merry New Year. Y'all have a great day. It's a great feeling to be back. Thank you. Uh, Waiting on one more. Excuse me. Waiting on the one that says he's always ready. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about because I'm here. Always the last one to show. We just we just just gonna start with the bullshit this week. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, don't don't do that. Don't Uh, do that. Okay. Let me let me introduce the goddamn show. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is an introduction. No. Welcome to episode 10 of I'll Name the Podcast Later. I'm your gracious host, Michael Chapman, joined with my near dear friends, TJ and William. Say hello. You a bitch. Um, buenas noches. Oh my God. All right. First off. <laughs> hey, you gonna get Look. the smoke when I see you. You okay. too, William. Hold on, hold on. Let me get a, let me fuck? let me, let me get at my man's real quick. Yo, how you gonna have my little cousin tell me like what's up with William? Like, I went to so. All right, let me let me let me give the let me give some story here. My my cousin my cousin Tamira works at Toyota with William. So, my cousin, being the nice cousin that she is, goes up to William and says, "Hey, you're the uh, you're that one guy that goes up to my cousin's house. This motherfucker here is going to cuss her out and be like, I don't know what your problem is, but you can get to work also. Like, yo, why you going? Why you trying to get hostile with the little girl? Hmm? Okay." First off, that's not how it went down. Okay. All right. Tell me how it went down. Second off, I'm, this is how it I'm went down. fairly she, confident that that's exactly how it went I'm down. A, I'm sure it went down. <laughs> no, this, this, this is what happened. She said, oh, hey, I know you. You know, you come over to Mike. So I was like, oh, yeah, I met you, whatever. And she was walking away, and she said something. She, what she said to another person was, oh, I know him, or something to that effect. And I swear... I had heard her say, he's an asshole. And immediately, it put me into a bad mood. And I thought I'd heard it, but I wasn't 100% certain. So I asked some guys that were sitting a little bit closer. I was like, hey, did, did y'all hear what she said? Like, no, we didn't hear. I was like, I was like, hey, did you just call me an asshole? She's like, no, I said that. I said to her that I know you. I was like, oh, okay. Whew, sorry. Got worried there for a second. I thought you called me an asshole. I was about to say, I don't give a fuck if I'm at work. You know, anybody can get this smoke. I don't give a shit. So basically, he, he took a, he snorted some pre-workout and said, hey, mm. you can catch the fucking work. You can catch hey, the fucking I, work. That machine I, over there that's building the cars <laughs> can catch the work. Like, 
Who the fuck wants it? Who wants it? Oh my god! Be careful, we got a we got Full. Billy Badass over here. Oh. Full disclosure: I am like six months clean of pre workout. Okay, so a round of applause. No wonder you so pissed but, off. But I drink five cups of coffee every day. Oh, that doesn't and count. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> All right, so so last thing: how long do you think TJ is going to last until his headset cut out? Um, I'll make it this time. I got my tablet over here ready to go. Well, it ain't ready to go. It's charging, but it's here. I was going to say, are you using a new pair of headphones? Because it, you sound a lot more crisp. I'm using the same one I did the last time. No, oh, whatever. Hmm. All right. So where do you gentlemen want to start at today? Y'all want to start sports? Y'all, y'all, would, would y'all want to start talk about the world and how crazy it is? Or y'all want to talk about how, what y'all going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Not Thanksgiving, Valentine's. <laughs> Thanksgiving, that's, that's way off. Yeah, I'm ready for that too. Mike always skips Valentine's Day anyway. Yeah, I, listen. So I gotta work. I, I'm a, no, 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 no. I'm gonna let y'all go into it. You gotta work. What you? What? what so you got drill. So you're not doing anything after, like when you get back, uh, or did you no. do it early? No. Oh, so romantic. Thanks for the details. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody how Sarah pegs me, all right? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, all right, I'm well, not TJ. i explicit detail about my sex life, but and he immediately goes into explicit detail about his sex life. That's kind of what it's like to be William's friend. <laughs> TJ. What are you going to be doing for Valentine's Day, sir? I am powering through on this diet until the 14th. At that point, I'll be four weeks in. Mm-hmm. We're going to go get sushi. We're going to get a babysitter. We're going to go get sushi. And then we're going to come home and we're going to go to sleep. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that actually I can... does sound pretty there will, great. There will be no lovemaking. There will be no shenanigans. We will sleep, and we will stay asleep. So to the so to the audience, TJ and basically William are married, and uh, <laughs> like not to each other. We're not pretty much to each other. But but honestly, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Dana, don't kill me. But uh, no, yeah, I don't. I don't. I fucking hate Valentine's Day. Like, I don't, I don't do shit. Just I'm for everybody. If you've don't do ever, it. No, listen. <laughs> I'm not, if you've ever watched Seinfeld, and you know how George's dad feels about Christmas, celebrates Festivus, that's Mike on Valentine's Day. I, I, I don't, I don't. I've been forever alone, but it's whatever. I'm not even worried about it. I'm my own man. I love me. <laughs> <laughs> For Mike, Valentine's Day is gonna be like deadlift day or something like that. No, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna light some candles, right? I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna light some candles. Oh yeah. Then I'm gonna take a nice little hot bath. Like make sure the sheets are nice and warm and clean. Then I'm gonna get in, kind of snuggle in, kind of bury in, you know. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my hand. Oh yeah. 
and place it under my pillow and go to bed. Because I'm not going to ah, be... I, I'm not fucking lame. <laughs> I'm not going to do really anything, bro. Like, I don't, honestly, like, Valentine's Day is just another day to me, honestly. Um, now, Thanksgiving, on the other hand, that's... I was about to say, if we... Yeah. I mean, we can... Look, I, it's our podcast. We can talk about what we want. If you really want to talk about Thanksgiving... No. I mean, we could get into it. We got to save that material for the audience. I got, I got time. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be right. here all day. All right, all right. William, do you have anything, <coughs> any topics? I know that you were talking about one thing. Yes. So let's get into it. A Harvard professor was mm-hmm. arrested for lying to not only the university – but to the FBI about his affiliation with the Chinese government and the Chinese military. Now, technically that's not illegal, his affiliation with them. What's mm-hmm. illegal is the fact that he did not disclose that. In the meantime, he had been receiving $15 million like in grants from the government for, uh, from the United States government for studies. All right, and to give you all a little... <laughs> To you know, pique y'all's interest a little bit, he is the head of chemical biology at Harvard. Now, what's going around the coronavirus? <laughs> he specialized in nanotechnology. So, you know, if that doesn't add to the pucker factor a little bit more. <laughs> so, what you're telling and, me is that this guy is basically more or less he is Oswell E. Spencer. And props yeah, to you guys and, who yeah, understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, actually, he he is minus the mansion with the overly complicated puzzles. We don't know that. Maybe he well, likes cranks too. Well, he probably does because he was also receiving from the Chinese government fifty thousand dollars per month. Woo! As salary, on top of an additional one hundred fifty thousand dollars per year, just as a bonus. So fifty grand per month. So 50,000 times 12, and then at the end of that, add another 150K, and then over a million dollars for research into nanotechnology, robotics, and chemical biology. The nanobots, ain't that what they was fighting in that G.I. Joe movie? <laughs> this nigga's stupid, bro. <laughs> I mean, you're technically correct, I guess, ah! but Jesus. <laughs> I knew it. like that. It feels like it might but, be. But also in the same area around Harvard. <clears throat> Harvard's in Boston, is it not? Correct. Correct. Okay. So also at, you know, not too far down the road at Boston University, um, a professor was arrested mm-hmm. who had lied on her passport, was actually a lieutenant in the Chinese military intelligence. And had gathered all these portfolios on different scientists she was trying to recruit, which the Harvard professor was a part of. It's like called the multi talents program or something like that. Basically it's a Chinese program to recruit uh, foreign scientists to steal the technology of foreign nations and try to get China up to par with everybody else. So, if y'all weren't already a little paranoid about the uh, coronavirus going around, then uh, maybe you are a little more now. Dog, fuck all that. I'm drinking <laughs> Bud Light over here. 
I'm drinking, I'm drinking Modelo right now. I don't even like limes. <laughs> I don't even like Coronas. What are you talking about? No, it, on a serious note. Modelo you know, all day over here, Holmes. It's Modelo time, fool. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a PBR guy. It's real Shut redneck. So, like, judge me. I, on a serious note, though, and with all that, mm-hmm. a lot of this, like, kind of covert espionage stuff, you know, that you see in all the movies from, like, back in the day, in the Cold War, between us back and Back in the day! Sorry. Had to insert that. Been watching a lot of Jocko, or listening to a lot of Jocko. I don't know that you had to. All right. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of wonder, like, how much shit, like, and maybe I just watch too many, like, I watch too much NCIS and shows like that. I wonder how much of that, like, covert CIA shit actually does go on, like, more or less around us, and we have no idea. Probably a lot more than we know. Because yeah. most people didn't know until two years ago when that. Uh, special forces group got ambushed in uh, Nigeria. A lot of most of the country didn't know that we were in Africa. Oh yeah, we all and I'm sure, that motherfucker. Yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, the people that listen to this podcast aren't going to know this, but we're in South America. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't know that, but we are. We operate in South America, and there's a lot of shit that goes down. A lot of shit that you know we don't and probably don't need to know about. To be honest, I, I will be. I don't really want to know. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to know if we were on the verge uh-huh. of a you know global epidemic. Yeah, was you know crisis averted by a little you know team doing some goon shit. Mm-mm. Y'all do what you got to do. I mean, it. I, I ain't real worried about it. But I will say too, like this whole coronavirus, we're all gonna die. Yada yada yada. I would be a lot more worried if this wasn't like the fifth time in our lifetime that we're supposed to be wiped out by some disease. Yeah, I know. It's really disappointing. <laughs> Cause I mean, there's, you know, what was first? Was it bird flu or swine flu first? Swine flu. Uh, swine flu. No, swine it was mad flu. cow disease. Remember? Yeah. Mad cow disease. was. Mm. <laughs> and then there was bird flu and then there was swine flu. Then there was Ebola. But I, I'm going to be honest. Ebola is scary as shit. Dude, those symptoms it's fucking terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Well, a, just, I'm just, I'm always just fucking take care of yourself. That's <laughs> wipe down the gym equipment, damn it. Yeah, like clean your shit, literally. Wipe, clean your ass, <laughs> wash your ass. Mm-hmm. But and also, like, I've always kind of been of the mindset like, it ain't nothing I can do about it anyway. So why would I sit around and stress myself out about it? It's either gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You know, to be stressed about it, yeah, that that's you know probably a bit far. But I guess just like try to keep yourself informed, stay in the loop, or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, don't don't be a dumbass. But it, I mean, like you were saying, like the coronavirus isn't exactly deadly if you're just you know a healthy, hygienic person. But well, and from what I can tell. It's a lot like the flu. If you're an elderly person or you have a pre-existing condition, yeah, it's going to be pretty, you know. It, but like the flu, for the most part, and I'm sure there are random cases, is not going to kill just a normal, healthy, 
you know, individual. No. You know, this isn't but, the this isn't the the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, we we have vaccines and stuff, you know, and we're generally healthy for the most part. Yeah, but what I guess the the scariest part about this coronavirus, though, is it is the flu. Essentially, it's a strand of the flu, and that's what <clears throat> what worries me is like like with Ebola. The Ebola outbreak, quote-unquote, that we had, you know, a few years back, it wasn't much of an outbreak. Like, it wasn't – it didn't – I think it killed, like – it was single digits. It was not very many people at all. But still, it was a form of Ebola that had, you know, thrown off the authorities because it didn't act like regular Ebola. And, and that's what's kind of scary about the coronavirus is – it's a form of the flu that's different from all other flu strains. It's something that's constantly mutating. And yeah, it may not be that deadly like swine flu, bird flu, but one day it could be. That's the, that's the part that's really kind of like, oh shit. Now, in all fairness, if I have to choose between a disease that feels kind of like the flu and a disease that turns your organs, it melts your organs and then fires them out of multiple orifices. Oh, God. I, you give me that coronavirus all day. Damn right. With lime. Yeah. <laughs> with, oh. the lime. <laughs> with the fucking lime. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I just, I just want to no, give just, a little I'm bit just of fucking fear listening. to everyone. I'm just, I'm just going to listen here to let y'all talk about coronavirus. And I'm just like... I just, I just wanted to, to to insert a little bit of fear into everybody right quick. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> but I'm good. Yeah, that's that's it. Just you know, worry, worry and whatnot. Or right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm worried about it. But like like TJ said, nothing I can do about it right now. Just gotta keep going tr- trucking. But uh. Let's talk about vaginas. Y'all ready? Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about that, but all right. Yeah. Who thinks? That odd uh, segue. Y'all ready for it? <laughs> all right. Let me get into it. Let me, shut up. Let me the get into it. Meat locker. Oh, my God. So, sexologist. Sh- oh, my God. <laughs> sexologist Shane Boudran uses her own vagina juice as love potion to drive men wild. <clears throat> oh, <no. laughs> so <laughs> not nearly as fun as I thought this was going to be. Oh no, it's not. That sounds amazing. Shows how toxic no. women are. <laughs> so y'all, y'all know that pic, that meme of the cat that looks confused and it has the loading icon around its head. Mm. No. Oh, never mind. Okay. So, Shane Boudreaux, the author of a book called The Game of Fi- uh, The Game of Desire, Five Surprising Secrets of Dating with Dominance and Getting What You Want, insists that her vagina juice <laughs> works like a love potion when it comes and comes to attracting men, making them flock to her. <laughs> she says her vaginal fluids especially are around ovulation. <laughs> but really, any time. But really, any time you want to feel an extra boost of confidence can serve as a love potion. So, 
This is my rule. All females that got a vowel in their name, they're toxic. Even my sister, my mother, they all toxic. Every single female. This is disgusting. This is the worst. That I won't say that's the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's Oh yeah. I've definitely heard and seen worse. But oh, it's, uh, it's worse. pretty bad. There's, that, there's that, worse. That is, uh, I do wanna Erica I, Badu, I, I was gonna say Erica Badu is releasing uh, a perfume that smells like her vagina. So like everybody's with it. Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> out here selling cooter candles, and you know there's oh. fools out here buying them on Amazon. <laughs> That's disgusting. Tony Stark better tell that bitch to calm uh, down a little bit. Like, I want my room to smell what? like tuna and uh, copper. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and it don't work the other way. Ain't no way you could sell a candle that smells like your ball sack. <laughs> it's just not going to work. It's not I don't even like the smell of my ball sack. No! Like, <laughs> I just... Uh-uh. Like, no... Women just people, wild, bro. Pe- people in 1980. Oh, I bet we'll have flying cars in 2020. No, we got are selling their bath water and cooter juice as cologne. What the fuck? That's so Super Bowl commercial. We just need to feed the entire planet a Snickers. <laughs> pretty much come the fuck down. on the head. Jesus Christ! Like, oh, wait. So, okay. Here, here's my question about about the perfume. So is it like, does she have it to where it comes out in a spray, or is it something like she kind of rubs on and then spreads on her? Like, I would imagine it's a spritz. Well, I would imagine like a light spritz, like a. Is it is like it a, just straight cooter juice, like or a, does she mix it with something else? She, I'm I would sure think it's got to be mixed with. I mean, if not, that poor girl, like somebody needs to get her a Gatorade. That like. <laughs> If she got making enough to sell in bottles like that, like, dear uh, God, uh, uh-uh. stretching it out. So I was about, I was about to ask that. Do you think she just like kind of keeps it open and like ha- keeps like a vial underneath, and it just kind of drips and Listen, falls like I, I think, water from a cave? I think I think <laughs> I think she coming down. I think she can handle it because I mean she is one of those types of women that. That uh knows a lot about that about that kind of stuff. Like she told, she said one time that if women just like drink cranberry juice regularly, it makes their pussy sweet. So, I mean, she might be on to something. I've heard <laughs> the same thing about guys eating pineapple, and I can pretty much confirm that that is. If there is a difference, it's not discernible enough. For your partner to care. So did you try the semen or did Dana? (laughs) (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny. These are important details before I start jumping into science. No. Experimentation. I I did not drink my own semen. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Free testosterone, man. I mean, it's recycled. Just, you know. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, I did hear. I wish I had this article pulled up. I don't have it. I did hear about a dude who was injecting his own semen into himself mm. because he thought it would something. It would heal him, or it would make him stronger, or something like that. He thought that his semen was stem cells, 
and they had to like drain like semen out of <laughs> his arm. Just a or massive some shit load. Like that. Yeah, out of his arm. that's exactly what was going on. It was like, oh, I, again, I don't have that article, and I really wish I did. But it was, yeah. He was just, just in, traveling through his veins. His heart just receives the semen. Is like, what the yeah, fuck but, is this shit? But his dumb ass, obviously, he wasn't actually injecting it into a vein. It was just like into oh, his arm. Muscle. Yeah, yeah, just into the muscle. He just had 100% stiffy juice in his forearm. Yo, I'm going to delete this whole segment <laughs> from this podcast. I said fellatio, and I meant cotolingus. Like, this shit is wild, bro. So <laughs> what if, what if he, like, you know, could he, what if he could shoot it out of his wrist like Spider-Man? What if you could shoot your semen out of your wrist on command like Spider-Man? Would you? No. Is I, that a superpower you would, you would want to have? Like, if that's your only option for a superpower, would you take it? No. You are I can't fucking think, wild. Would you? No. <laughs> I can't think of any situation in which that would be productive. Okay, what if it shoots out like fast enough to throw a full grown man like six feet back? No, and like like no. bust their ribs. So what's your uh, hey? No? So so what's your su- what's your superhero name? C Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peter North. <laughs> and, I mean that. That'd be awesome. Just, you know, somebody talking shit, just, ha! Comezilla? Hmm? <laughs> I'm a cum rocket. <sighs> yeah, you, so you're telling me you would, you, you would love to have the superpower of just shooting cum out of your wrist. Fuck. You yes, I would. Fucking animal, you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like, I don't, why do we hang out with him? He's our boy. I, hey. <laughs> That's my boy. I'm, I ain't gonna betray him, but I'm gonna how, call him out for what he be saying. Hey, how you, did we you, get here, though? <laughs> what? You la- laugh at me now, but you wait until somebody has you at gunpoint, and then I come out of nowhere and I shoot a load out of my wrist and I kill him and I save your life. You laugh now, but you just wait. Oh my god, dude. Sorry, audience. This is going to be a short podcast today. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, uh, dog. Okay, okay. I said what? Okay, okay, okay. We good? <laughs> we I'm not... good? I'm I'm done with my okay. my my jizz my my jizz stuff. TJ. Okay. <laughs> so we can either go into sports because I really want to talk about the XFL. Yes. Or... Let's get out of here. Let's get out of okay. here. <laughs> or I do have a news story. I kind of want to close with this news story. I kind of want to just high step out of this. Play, this <laughs> XFL, let's go. XFL, do right. it now. So did you guys uh, get to watch any of the XFL games? I saw a little bit of it. Um, I saw where Sean, o- I think it was Sean Oatman. What's the guy's name? Kevin Oat. Yeah. Kevin Oatman. I think like he destroyed a quarter a quarterback. Like he took his oh, helmet. Yeah. Like Oh, yeah. They letting, they letting these boys hit. I mean, but, he got flagged for it, but oh well, yeah, like, but you know what I mean. Like, I know what uh, you mean. guy got blew up on a fade route. And they didn't. Nobody panicked because it's football. Um, Explain but, the XFL league. Uh, so, XFL. Okay, what this is. I don't know if you remember the XFL from when we was kids, William. You mean like the arena football shit? No. no. XFL. This is a league that Vince McMahon has started. Oh Christ! He had it for a year back in the day, right? Now, this was 
2000, 2001, somewhere in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wild. It was like they tried to make it too much like their wrestling. And I don't know if y'all remember, but in 2001, wrestling was a little different than it is right now. Uh, they had like, you didn't even have to. I, I'm trying to remember some of the differences. Uh, there was a guy. The only thing I really remember is there was a guy named He Hate Me. That was what was on the roster. Just he hate, uh, and it was it was a li- they tried to make it like edgy and cool, and it was just too much. This time, um, it's being set up a lot more, just like a spring football league, an alternative league. They're not trying to get too crazy with it, and they took their time. The AAF that they had for part of a year, and then financially was collapsing. They got bought out by. Uh, gentleman who is the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, I believe, and possibly another sports team. He bought him out and then immediately cut him down because he only bought him out for rights to an app or something. It was a really rough situation. But this time, uh, Vince has not rushed into this. They took their time. They set it up. They've got really smart football people involved. Um, they didn't start play this season until – or. They planned, you know, started – they've been planning this for about two years. Um, The way they had it planned, all the player salaries and everything are already taken care of prior to any ticket sales or anything like that. So they're being very smart financially about it. And it's just basically Mm -hmm. an eight-team league, slightly different rules. I actually really like a couple of the rule changes, and we'll get into that. Um, And I don't know. It just – it feels like it's being run very well. They've already got TV deals with ESPN, ABC, and Fox. Yeah, it sounds to me like they're going to kind of stay around for the long haul. Uh, Can't say the same thing for AAF um, because they bottomed out really fast, um, which was sad because, I mean, Alabama had a team, and that was dope to have a team here for football. Very cool. But, yeah, it, it's, it definitely sounds like they're trying to, you know, take care of the small details, still um, kind of look out for the player safety. Um, I do I do like it. I, I like the idea of having a team, a league, where, like, some of the kids that can't go pro, they have an option to go somewhere else but still get the chance to be looked at. Because so many kids, you know, when they leave college, you know, they think that, they're going to make it and they don't and everything doesn't fall out the way they, they want it to. So it's, it's a good idea to kind of have something to go back to fall back on. Cause a lot of these kids, this is what they know and this is all they, they can do. So, yeah, and the, the average salary for these players, the average is coming out to right around uh, $55,000, which obviously that's not, you know, you're not going to be rich, no. you know, but you know, you can make a living. And yeah. the higher end guys like uh, Landry Jones was kind of the star, the first big name that they really signed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was a you know big time quarterback at Oklahoma, uh, all conference player. Uh, played in the NFL for a cup of coffee. We're not going to play talk about the team he played for. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, but <laughs> he's making right around. He's making just under. I don't have the number in front of me, but he's making just under the minimum, the league minimum for a veteran in the NFL, which I think is probably perfect that your highest paid star player in this league is making just less than 
say the worst guy on an NFL team. Because that, that's still pretty that's, damn good amount of money. It is, and that's that's what this should be. Like, there shouldn't be anybody in this league making a million dollars a year. It just should. Uh, all right, look, I'm gonna say it because y'all <laughs> don't want to say it. That nigga is trash. <laughs> look, okay, y'all, hold on. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Y'all, y'all want to sugarcoat this shit, but like, he's making this, you know, and I think it's no. He is trash. I hated him at – I don't hate anybody. I didn't like him at Oklahoma. You don't like Oklahoma, I though. Sure, I don't. But I sure enough don't like him when he played for my Steelers. That man had me so – he had me 38 hot all the time. Well, see, but it, 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 stay with me. What you going to say? He wasn't a very good NFL quarterback. He was not at all. But if he was a good NFL quarterback, he wouldn't be in the XFL. He'd be in the so he could be the he could be the best quarterback in the XFL. And I don't know. I didn't get to watch his game the other day. I did see I'm all in on the Houston Roughnecks. It was a long debate, but looking at the rosters, I went with the Roughnecks. They got more players that I'm familiar with. It was it was tough between the Houston Roughnecks and the St. Louis Battlehawks, just because that's a fucking cool name. No, first off, don't call me no fucking roughneck, bro. Like, <laughs> it's you don't even know what a roughneck is, Mike. I I heard it in a song. It's an oil mm-hmm. worker. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oil worker. Somebody working on the oil rigs. That's not the way I heard it. But whatever, we moving. <laughs> <laughs> but my the one one thing I want to bring up that I actually think is a very good idea uh, is the rule changes on the kickoffs. I don't know if y'all saw this. They moved the kickoffs up because they wanted to keep the excitement of kick returns. Whereas the NFL starting to transit, you know, they're trending towards maybe getting rid of kickoffs completely. What? Yeah, because it's too dangerous. We're at a high rate of speed and we're hitting each other hard. And I don't actually know that anybody gets injured more often on kick returns than they do any other play. But it's pretty basic, honestly. It- yeah, like I get, but, I get where they want to go with that, but I mean, they're trying to. I mean, they're trying to take care of guys, and you can't. I can't be too mad for them trying to take care of guys, but well, just move <laughs> fast. Well, the way that the the shut way up. that the the X yeah, shut up, William. The Meet XFL them with equal force. <laughs> the, the way the XFL is handling this, this is, thing is uh, <laughs> they moved the Fuck kickoff back to where. To where the NFL used to kick off from, so we're going to get more kick returns. But all of the the coverage team and the receiving team, um, they line up. I believe it's the opposite thirty five. It's either thirty or thirty five. So the kicker's back here by himself. Everyone has moved up at this particular yard line that I don't remember. So you don't have that running sprint head start. Mm-hmm. And you don't have your coverage team dropping or your return team dropping back and forming a wedge. They're all lined across this line, you know, the length of the field. And nobody can move until the returner catches the football. So you still have a coverage and a return team, but you don't have, you know, a 40-yard sprint at another human being's face. So I actually like that because you still will have the excitement of kick returns. And also – Theoretically, it's going to be a little safer for the guys. And what do you guys think? I mean, for me, like I said, like I, I'm all down for like player safety. Um, like, there's 
there's life there's life outside of the game. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm with it. If it's if it's going to help players, if it's going to still like keep the excitement, because nobody really wants two hand touch a game like this. Pointless. Like we want to see hits, we want to see all this stuff. But if it's going to help, like with safety, I'm 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 all with it. Like if it's going to bring some excitement with uh, kick returns, I'm with it. But let's not try to take away the game that we we all grew up and love. Um, there's a way that we can kind of meet in the middle and and everything there. And I think the XFL is doing that pretty well. Oh yeah, I, I I like some of the some of the different rule changes. No, I, I also too, I love as a lineman, as a lineman, I love the fact that all eleven players on offense are eligible. You could throw it to anybody. That's awesome. <laughs> That's... Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh-uh. I need more fat guy touchdowns. <laughs> There's nothing better in football than a fat guy touchdown. Y'all going to penguin clap the ball to try to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to throw it to all the fat guys. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I think as far as like the XFL goes, that how you <laughs> described how the special teams are going to go. That's that's actually pretty neat. That sounds pretty cool. And I guess for how much you said they were making, like you said, what the the bottom is like, what fifty five thousand the year? average salary. So they're probably the guys making a little team. less, guys making a little yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I mean, for I'm not gonna run fucking full speed at some other dude, and you know, dead on sprint, him at a dead on sprint, head on for you know fifty k a year. Like that just that's not worth it to me. So makes sense to me, but. But again, like I'm, I mean, that's going to back what I said. Like some of these kids, they come out and they have the dream of making it to the league. Like this is all they know. And some of these kids, yeah. like they when when they're done, they're done. Like some of them, and 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 I I, I hope people have a backup plan, plan for everything. But some of these kids, they don't. They don't take that into consideration. They don't. They just think about the game. And I and and to be fair, I used to be the same way. <clears throat> I used to be the exact same way. Where I was like, when I thought I thought I was the shit when I was playing. I still do every now and then, but um, like it's just like you you love when you love something so much that you just it it only has your focus and you don't really think about anything else. And some of these yeah. kids like they just they they fizzle out injuries, you know mental problems especially from concussions like a lot of this stuff like plays into it and that's why i say like player safety like i'm all with it especially with the xfl what they're trying to do but it's always good to have a backup plan just in case and some of these kids don't and this is what we have for them um one thing i like about the aaf and it wasn't talked about enough is like they always had classes to kind of tell these kids like hey like if it, this doesn't work, you kind of have something else to kind of fall back on. The money that we're giving you, this is something that you need to save and kind of uh, help yourself later on in the future. But a, a lot of people, do, especially, I mean, it's human nature. You know, you want to show out and kind of have <coughs> a link. But I, I don't, I, I just think that it's always good to have a backup plan, just in, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
what Marshawn Lynch say? Take care of your chicken. Take care of your body. Facts. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, let's 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 say let me let me say this. Like, when when you hung up your cleats, like, how did you feel? Like, you felt how how did you feel? I cried like a baby. William. Mm. I don't know. I guess, I guess there's kind of like like something was missing mm-hmm. immediately. Like there was just kind of a, a space, a void. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, that was about it. So I, I ugly cried. Oh, I ugly cried. I ain't going to lie. I ugly, I ugly cried. I don't, I don't, and there's only a few times. No, I'll take that back. I cried a good bit, but um, like there's like the time. I think I was talking to my mom and just a short story. I gra- we graduated 2011 and um, I went to Wallace state. I had got a, like a walk on scholarship to South Alabama and I couldn't take it one because I was a f- dumb fuck and I didn't really take care of my grades. So I went to South, uh, Wallace, you know, to get my grades up and I, and I did, <clears throat> but you know, one thing that didn't like, wasn't really focused on was concussions and kind of th- talking about your health and your body. Um, for me, I had already had knee surgery. I tore my ACL, MCL and my meniscus. And I didn't even notice at the time, but I had a few concussions. Uh, me, me and TJ, we were talking about this uh, a while back. And um, <clears throat> one thing, like I, I had got a scholarship, I got, well, a scholarship, quote unquote, to a uh, JUCO school in North Carolina, and uh, man, I really wanted to play. I I did. I really wanted to play, and you know, my mom told me she was like, and this is where like being a man, kind of like, and I'm not saying it like my decision makes me a man, but it's kind of one of those decisions that you have to be an adult. So my mom, she tells me she's like, you know. Michael, you can go to North Carolina. You can put, follow your dreams, and you know you can go play college. Because honestly, I wanted to play college football. I wanted to be on TV. Um, but she told me she was like, "I can't help you because you know I'm struggling, especially with bills that's going on here, and I actually need y'all back here to help me." So at that point, you know, it's you want to you want to go follow your dream, but it's also you need to take care what you want to do. You need to take care of your family. So <clears throat> especially with like some of the some of the younger kids, you know, like uh one of my one of my good friends, uh Zach Kodra, uh he's he 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 has his head on straight. He he really does. But you know, it's it's not always about the game because there's life outside the game. Take care of your family, like TJ said, take care of your chickens, take care of your <laughs> take care of your body. Kill but, chicken, take care like, yeah, like you wanna you wanna like run after your kids. You don't wanna like get up and be like, oh kinda having that problem. I mean I have that problem now and I'm only twenty eight. But like you just want like there's life outside of the game. It's it's, it's going to be okay. And yeah, I for me I ugly cried. I stayed in my room for two days and ugly like snobbling, like <laughs> like just crying my ass off. But I mean, it's I, I don't regret the decision at all, in my opinion. For me, um, now would you would you guys, if y'all like, could have went on, would y'all kind of had that same mentality or anything like that? If I 
if I had had the opportunity to play, if I had had the ability and, and the opportunity, I 100% would have kept playing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, it, every situation is different, too. Like, you know, for you in that situation you were describing, mm-hmm. like that's different than like if you had the like, you know, that was, hey, Mike, you know, you got this opportunity to go play, you know, at a JUCO in North Carolina, which is awesome. But like, had the situation been, hey, Mike, you got an opportunity to go play at an SEC school and in three years potentially be a first round NFL pit. We, we can figure, figure out a way to make that work. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you it's gotta, the I don't, I don't think it's the difference. You don't think you would have? I don't. If you'd I don't have been think, in that kind of position, I don't think it would have been a big difference because, like I said at the beginning, I had a walk-on scholarship to a D one school. Yeah, it wasn't the SEC, but I had a like a walk-on. And I'm and and look before anything here, I'm not bragging. Okay, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Don't think that I'm bragging or anything like this. I'm just trying to give an example. But I. At that point, it was like for me, because like my mom said, she was like, you can go on and do this. This is up to you. But I also need you here. So I guess that yeah. I guess that's what, I, what, what I'm saying. If, if it's one of those like if you're at that, because, you know. You know, they're the guy, those guys who are at a different kind of level that like, yeah, they not just looking at where am I going to go play at this university? They're talking mm-hmm. like this is what I'm going to do for a living yeah. and make you know, like, if you're like one of those level of guys and like in that situation, your mom says, I need help. You know, I need y'all to help me out. You know, if you are in that situation where you can power through for three years and then you going to go get a $20 million contract, it, it might be a little different, mm-hmm. but if it's just necessarily to the, the dream of playing college football, you do have to kind of, and again, I don't know that any of us would have thought this way, you know, and I don't know if, I, I don't know that I would have made the right decision. Yeah. Had I been in your spot. Like, I don't think I would have thought that way at 17, 18 years old. Right now I'm sitting here 27, you know, with a mortgage payment and a kid and I'm looking at things different. But so, yeah, if I'd have been in that situation, I probably would have gone and it probably would have been the wrong decision. You know, I think, you know, looking at it now, you probably did the right thing. I don't know that I would have been able to do that. If I'd have had that opportunity, I probably would have, you know, taken it recklessly. No, I understand that. I understand that. But that's my two cents. That's my little story I wanted to give and kind of shit, kind of give an example of like always having a backup plan. Oh, yeah. You got to. Well, yeah. You got to take care of yourself and not just physically, but financially, you know, in life as a whole, not just in sports. Yeah. Well, what I was, what I was going to add to that is I heard this guy uh, speaking recently, former Green Beret. He was talking about, you know, I could have taken the easier path in the military and just stayed in the regular army and probably, you know, coasted into like 20 years, had a good retirement, all that you know, lived a good full life with no injuries, he said. But I decided to pursue my dreams, become a Green Beret. He said, you know, and then I deployed <laughs> to Afghanistan, took an RPG, and spent months in rehab, and I'm still trying to learn how to walk and all this other stuff. He said, I'm going to have problems for forever. But the way I look at it is, you know, 
I achieved my dream and yeah, it came at a cost, but I can look back like when, you know, when I'm 60 some odd years old with my grandkids, I'll be able to look back and be like, you know, yeah, I did that. You know, I lived to the best of my ability. And, but like you said, though, have a backup plan. And that's one of the big things they stress when, you know, people getting out of the military or just being in the military period is, Hey, this might not be a forever thing for you. You could suddenly drop, you know, have a seizure. And then the military says, Hey, sorry, you're too much of a flight risk. Get out. Like you need to have a backup plan for when you get out, if you get out or you're forced out, you know, whatever might happen, always have a backup plan. Always. Like you said, but as far as your situation goes, Mike, I, I say 100% you made the right choice. It's not a situation anymore. <laughs> it's not a situation. <laughs> and I, and I, I want to interject. When Mike says that he, you know, he had knee surgery, that's, you know, that's the line you hear from every middle-aged guy in the gym. Oh, I got bad knee. You know, I would have done this, but my knee, no, no, no. Y'all don't understand <laughs> It looks like this man, Civil War battlefield surgery. It this man terrible. blew that knee up. <laughs> like, real bad. <laughs> it, it, it looks pretty fucking awful, dude. It really does. Like, I, I, hurt, I hurt my knee, and it's not even in the same zip code as what this... <laughs> it's not even a little bit like that. Oh, no. Not your knee I, is a white girl bitching about her latte. That's what your <laughs> knee is, CJ. Yeah, no, my my, it's nothing. It's like I stubbed my toe, more or less, compared to what Mike did. <laughs> I wouldn't regret it at the moment. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> at the moment. No. And, and look, I with all this stuff that came out about concussions, and we know so much more. Yada yada. I heard so many people be like, "Man." You know, if I'd have known all this, I don't think I'd even played in high school. Mm, and no. I'm like, and I'm like, look, uh, uh-uh. uh, it wouldn't, there wouldn't, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Even with this surgery, I wouldn't. Now, sometimes, you know, when I'm at work and I'm trying to talk to these people on the phone, and my words just leave, and it sounds like I had a stroke in the middle of my sentence. Sometimes I wonder if maybe I shouldn't have played football. But <laughs> my CTE starts acting up. Not bad as Antonio Brown. Dude, <laughs> this guy, like, his family, his family ought to suit a hell out of Vontez Murphy. You sure. fucked this man up so bad. <laughs> like, he was, he was, like, going against his wife, loving his wife, going against her again. Kicked out the house. Now he's trying to get her back. I don't, man. <laughs> he's got some issues. Oh, he's got, man. He's got some issues. But one of the best Steelers wide receivers we ever had. <laughs> oh, he was incredible. When he, if you could keep him straight and keep him out there, he was, he was remarkable. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so you got anything else in sports in the, the world of sports? I just want to publicly express my outrage that the Boston Celtics didn't do a goddamn thing at the NBA trade deadline. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust I'm going to trust Brad Stevens. I'm going to trust Danny Ainge. And I'm going to stay calm about it. Okay. Um, music. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it wasn't the trade deadline. I mean, it wasn't really, you know, much 
It wasn't a lot of it, trades like I thought it was no, going to be. The only one that really even affected a contender was Marcus Morris going to the Clippers. Um, mm. Everything else was kind of, you know, teams looking ahead, it felt like. So, so I think um, Andre Drummond from Detroit Pistons, he went to Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Poor bastard. Yeah, he, he really didn't get a, a move up or anything. I think he went down. Um, so why couldn't we have him in Boston? It'd have been perfect. You got ta- you got Taco, <laughs> man. You got that. Uh-uh. You got that freaking tree. Playing. Look, I love Taco. I love Taco, but Taco's not Andre Drummond. When he's on, he'll get you fifteen and fifteen every night. It'd be fun to see him and Embiid uh, battle all the time again. That would be fun, especially in the playoffs, man. That'd be the last time I the last time I saw that though, Embiid gave it to him. So oh, he gave it. Oh no, he gave him the business. He gave like, him the work. Really? <laughs> he gave him the work. But um Andre Igaldawa, um who else came from Memphis that went to Miami? Crowder went, didn't he? Was yeah, Cr- Jay Crowder. Jay, Jay Crowder. Yeah. Which I I'm a huge I'm a, I'm a Jay Crowder fan. But uh, he went to Miami. I think that was a really big pickup. I think Miami trying to make a push, especially since it's open and, like, LeBron ain't there. So, I mean. Well, it's another, it's another veteran. You know, Miami's got a lot of young dudes. You know, oh, they got no. Jimmy Butler, but they got a lot of babies out there, you know. A lot of athletic children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. But I think it's good to have, a, you know, kind of that gristled old veteran in there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it was. I think this, honestly, this season, this is probably one of the more exciting basketball seasons because it feels like a like a push for the playoffs, and it's just started. So, it's actually in the middle. It's about to go into the middle of the season. Well, and it feels a little more open. Like obviously, like the Clippers and the Lakers are the favorites, but it's not as you know. You at least have those two. You know, if yeah, there's at least a couple more teams out west. If they get right, they got to figure some stuff out. The East is wide open. Yeah, you know I can Not see sure. pretty much anybody who's in the hunt in the East. Pretty much anybody except the Sixers, <laughs> I think, could make a run at this. So, so like I said, like I think it's one of the more exciting seasons. <laughs> but um, uh, William, we- what do you what do you think about the NBA trade deadline, William? Hmm. Sports. <laughs> oh my god. Sports and stuff. <laughs> Mechanic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chemist. Uh, <laughs> what if what if we unlock the other ninety eight percent of milk? Uh, chemist. It'll be indestructible. <laughs> so uh music. Uh did you listen to the uh, Mac Miller Circles, uh, William? Fuck yeah, man! I listen. I listen to Mac Miller Circles, and I listen to um, "Music to Be Murdered By" the you know Eminem album. Mm-hmm. And like I told you, I'm I'm not a huge fan, or I wasn't a huge fan of Mac Miller, just because I never really went out of my way to listen to him. Like I had heard a couple songs and thought, you know, it's all right. Uh-huh. And I'm just in general not a modern day hip hop fan. 
you know, it's just the way I am. I just, I, there's not a lot of it that I can really get into, but you know, circles, I, I really enjoyed it. I really did. But see, Usually I'm not a fan of that, that chill vibe mm-hmm. type of hip hop, but I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. it was, I don't, it was great. I don't think in like with Mac Miller, like, he is a rapper, but with what he's been doing, it's, I wouldn't even classify it as a hip-hop album. It's more so like a um, an R&B jazz kind of thing, because that's what he's been working yeah. on so Especially much. Especially with the snares and all that shit, Dude, man. It's, yeah. it's freaking smooth. It's like, I haven't listened to it. I, already, I, I just already know, because I've, I've listened to so many of his albums. Like, he's... He's truly one of those those artists that, you know, one in a generation because like he can he can actually could play almost anything. Like he could play any any instrument he can like it, it was just a gift. It was just really a gift. And um, Damn. It, yeah, it's 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 still one of those tragic things that, you know, his album dropped and it's like, damn, like he's not even here, like. There's so much more that he could probably have done, um, but yeah, I, I I I'll be giving that a listen. Uh, Eminem's album. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a I'm a huge Damn. Eminem fan. I'm a I'm a huge what? Dude, that shit was fucking heavy. Like what? His his the whole album, but especially um the song Darkness. Like holy hell, man! Like. Golly! <laughs> well, break it down. What you what you thought, man? Like, okay. I, at first, I was listening to it, and I was like, okay, typical Eminem shit, talking about you know, you know, being you know outside of his head and whatnot, and wanting to kill people and shit. I was like, all right, whatever. But then, like, I started connecting the dots, like what he was talking about. Like, and I opened the curtains. I hope it's a full. I hope it's a you know, full show or something like that. And then, like, he keeps talking, and that's when I realized, holy shit, he's talking about the Vegas shooting from the shooter's perspective. And I was just like, like, and the things he was saying, I was like, man, this is fucking dark. Like, this is... You think that? (sighs) Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like... So when he says, so when he, so here's the thing, I don't think that's the case. The thing is, is, like, with Eminem, like, it's been ever since, I think, and I may be wrong here since curtain call, uh, like he's always had that theater given the show montage to his albums. So when he says that he's pulling the curtains back, like he's always talked about like the curtains of a show, like he's always mm-hmm. performed. He actually, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he talks about it more in his older albums. So I don't think it's necessarily towards, um, the the Vegas shooting, I think it's more so that what he was saying about like life, because he's always talked about that kind of stuff. Like I I remember listening to one of his albums where he was like, his daughter he had a dream that his daughter told him not to leave, you know, not to uh, go on to that uh, airplane to go to a show, and and he saw his daughter at the show and stuff like that. So it's always been more so just kind of a show to him. Like mm-hmm. I think I think for him honestly and Joe Budden said this perfectly. And sometimes I hate Joe, but he makes a lot of sense. Like Elm is just is on a ghost ship that he's just trying to chase his like 
what he was. I'm not saying that he's he fell off or anything like that because he's still to me the greatest raptor ever lived. But he's constantly still living in this that world of just kind of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like it's a constant circle for him. And yeah. for him to say that in that darkness, I was just like, I, I get it. I get it. Like, but for artists, like they put their soul into that kind of thing. And um, it, it's, it's honestly, I can't, I can't say much cause I'm not an artist and I don't want to <laughs> say anything that's stupid, but like, it's just, that's something I would have expected in my for me yeah but i i guess i really didn't focus on like you know what he was actually talking about like i, mm-hmm. I didn't think back to his older music you know now that you mentioned that, i was like okay well that makes sense yeah but like you know when he when it plays the sound bites at the end of the song of the newscast that covered the vegas shooting i was like holy shit like i'm like, I mean, he's always put out music that has been controversial, like, with almost every single album. Like, oh, it's always sure. pissed somebody off. For sure. But, like, this, I was like, I was like, man. Like, I was just, I was just waiting. I was just kept going through the news, scrolling, just waiting to see, like, some someone throwing shade at a M for his music. For that, I mean, especially for that song. Like, because, I mean, like I said, like, he's been, he's always done that curtain call, that, that, that that show montage he did it for like mm-hmm. 2002 with uh eminent the uh, eminem show uh oh yeah. four with encore and then he had the curtain call where it was just his greatest hits i mean he's done that he's done that a lot a yeah. lot especially older music than that but um yeah it's it's a lot of people don't like it because i mean it's aggressive and they want i love that I, in my opinion, and, and I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm again. I'm gonna just go out there and just be a just because I'm trying to push this show to the next level. Like I think a lot of people hate Eminem because he's white. I hate. I, and you really think that? No, for sure. I, I 100% believe that. A lot of people want to say it's you know he's culture ver- ver- like whatever he's taking the culture. This culture is ours. Uh, Lord Jameer said the same thing. Like he was like. And I know y'all don't know who Lord Jameer is. Lord Jameer is this this guy that um, I think he's a rapper and he's always had a feud with Eminem. He's like he's it's a white boy, white boy this, white boy that, trailer trash. This it's it's it still plays down to race regardless. And the day that we kind of take that shit and throw it out the fucking window, even even black people, the day that like hip-hop will be pushed a little bit more forward because i mean it's one of the most popular genres now and i will out and i will debate that but it's it it can be even greater this can be even bigger than like rock because with rock blacks and whites were all together on it i mean it's predominantly white uh going into it but you know Jimi hendrix um oh fuck yeah like it was a lot there's a lot of lot of black rock stars i would say it, jazz jazz is essentially the the bedrock of rock and roll and where did jazz start it started off in the black communities i mean that's just where it started that's that's kind of where it came from and like that was the that was the bands that you have nowadays you know metallica i prevail 
you know, kill switch engage, you trace they, their roots, come all the way back to cause jazz. Because they, they came from those old school rock and roll Buddy Holly music, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. came from the the big band, you know, kind of doo-wop jazz sound. Yeah. yeah. Before that. It's just, 100%. it's an evolution. That's all it is. And God, I really wish I could remember this guy's exact quote, but I was listening to the radio and this guy, I was listening to a, a metal channel on XM and this guy said, you know, I can't say that I don't, that I prefer old school metal over new school or anything like that. He said, because I always try to keep an open mindset where, you know, I can enjoy and appreciate both equally. And he was saying pretty much the point he was trying to get across is if you can no longer appreciate or enjoy the new stuff, or you can't appreciate or enjoy the old stuff, then you've essentially closed yourself off from the whole experience of music as it is. It's being a middle child. You've, you've limited yourself, but the moment you open your eyes and the moment you open your ears and you, you know, start to embrace everything old, new, that's when you get the full experience and the full potential of music. All that may be the case, but new country music still trash. Uh, Agreed. But I mean, (laughs) agree. Actually, you know what? That's not true. That's not true. Let me, let, let me clarify that. The shit that they play on the radio consistently is trash. There's damn good country blue you know if you want to call it bluegrass or southern rock really i guess is what i would more so call it there's really good stuff out there but you, gotta you just go gotta go it. look for it you do but luckily the way the music industry has changed you don't necessarily have to be played on the radio constantly spot to make a really good living in the music industry now it's had to adjust and it took a big hit but yeah spotify and i was just about to know, say it, that. yeah you know that kind of stuff you there's really good artists out there that, you know, they're not going to get played on the top 20 countdowns, but they're making damn good music. Well, that's just the social media part of it. Cause you don't, mm-hmm. cause like, that's one thing, like it's, it was harder for artists to get on in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, it was harder to get on because, you know, when you, if you was, a, if you was an act, if you was an artist and you toured, you know, a lot of people didn't hear your music. It's like, and and again, like for me being, you know, predominantly black and I listen to hip hop, like a lot of like rappers, they said like they would go to like East Coast. They would start in the East Coast. You know, they go on this radio show, they'll spit a freestyle and then they would take that same freestyle and go to, you know, the West Coast and and spit it there. And it would just be new to them because they like nobody really listens to they don't go outside their means but with social media and the way that you can connect like global like all around all the way around the world mm-hmm. you can make a big difference i heard like one of my one of my friends uh she's a friend of mine and i met and and she's from switzerland she she has a friend that was like that was like spitting like just like freestyling in switzerland and I found, and I thought that was amazing. So uh, shout out to T for for that for the link there. But no, like it's it was amazing to hear that. So I think 
it especially with our generation now uh, technology and everything going on it makes it easier for us for people to make a living especially in music and also in film as well oh yeah it ain't nothing to make a short film Mm-mm. what's the guy that made parasite he won like he won like parasite, a couple of, I never saw that he won a couple of uh what was it emmys Am I saying Oscars, it right? Last Oscars, night. Oscars, sorry. Yeah. Oscars. He won a couple of Oscars. I ain't never heard of this shit in my life. But like I, I looked at reviews for it. They they it's supposed to be one of the best films this year. Well last I, year. I have, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it, but I've heard like it's one of those names that I've heard kind of floating around. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of it. So I mean, like I said, it's it's definitely easier to get on nowadays. Uh, to kind of get a little bit more uh, money in your pocket and everything there. Yeah. So, um, ahead, help. not to change the subject, but since we're talking about music, uh, a, I haven't listened to any of that Mac Miller stuff. I'm gonna check it out. I've been meaning to. I ain't made it's it there. Circles. <laughs> Mac Swine. I, I we'll figure it out. Uh, but <laughs> so. <laughs> Kind of throwing it back a little bit. You guys remember a band called Bowling for Soup? Yeah. God, yes. Fuck yeah. So, Hell yes, I do. They actually just released a song called Alexa Bliss. Now, for those of you who don't know, Alexa Bliss is a female wrestler. And I heard that this song was coming out. She happens to be my favorite female wrestler. And I thought it was going to be kind of like, uh, wasn't it Fallout Boy that had the song Uma Thurman? Mm-hmm. Where it's not yeah, really about so. Uma Thurman, they just kind of make references to Kill Bill and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought this song was going to be. It is not. It is literally an entire song about how they are in love with this female wrestler, <laughs> and it is hilarious. She's in the music video, and I'm recommending it to everyone. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen and heard in my life. It is awesome. I'm gonna check that out. And oh, I desperately God, want to I can't believe one. they're still alive. Oh my God, they're not that old. That's like I know, but I'm just saying, like you know, you know, you you know, I can't believe somebody that start... was alive in the early 2000s is still alive. I'm just saying, like bands fall off, and then you know, shit happens. Like next thing you know, you just see the news, like oh, you know, former band member of Falling for Soup, whatever is. Oh, um, not... shit happens. This isn't Motley Crue. They weren't drinking heroin from fire hoses. God, I bet those were the days. God. <laughs> Speaking of which, in case y'all didn't know, in case y'all living on, under a fucking rock, Motley fucking crew is touring yeah. again. I'm getting fucking tickets and I'm going. I don't care if I'm touring by with? myself. Who they're, they're touring, touring with? with uh, Poison, uh, Def Leppard, I believe. Yes, Def Leppard. And there's one other, but I can't remember. All I care, all I know is I don't give a shit about anybody else except for Motley fucking crew. Fuck yeah. Fuck everybody else. I don't give a shit. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, They come to Birmingham. We going. (laughs) Mike can go. Be the only brother in the place. No, I'm going to chill. I think I'm going to chill at home for that one. (laughs) 
I go see Chris Stapleton, but I, I think I'll chill for that one. I, I wanted no, to. No, I'm, it didn't work out. I wanted to go see Stapleton real bad. Yeah, Dude, aren't his shows Stapleton. like super duper expensive? Like, because he, he plays so few. Yeah, yeah. He only does. Um, I saw. I think it was. I think it was Joe Rogan's podcast he was on. But he only, he will only do three shows a week. He because the way that he sings, he sings so hard. He mm-hmm. that I, I can't do more than three. And they're like, well, you can make more money if you do this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I guess I'm just not going to make more money because I'm not doing more than three. I'm sure he's yeah. doing fine. Oh, yeah, he's doing fine. <laughs> and he, I mean, he was doing fine before he started having the commercial success. He's been writing songs for a living for forever, years. forever, yeah, for a long, long time. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, Chris Stapleton fan. I, I listen to a lot more music than just Tennessee whiskey, but uh, it's yeah. I, I think he's he's talented. Dude is talented, and it's not it's not just country. It's it's kind of blues. It's it's kind of rock. It's kind of R and B. It's it's he's mm-hmm. and his, just the if nothing else, if he just picked a genre and stuck to it, his voice is ridiculous. It is. It really is. He's one of those artists, like, I understand how you don't like certain music. You know, I'm a hardcore country music guy. I understand that's not ever, I get it. But like, I, like for example, I don't know how somebody doesn't like Tom Petty. Like, I, I just, I don't understand that. And Chris Stapleton's one of those people. I don't know how you don't like Chris Stapleton. And normally I'm like, if you don't, you know, if you disagree, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. If you don't like Chris Stapleton, I don't want to talk to you. Jesus. Probably a fucking terrorist. I don't want you in my life. I was going to say, you're a terrorist. But, um, <laughs> shut up, William. It's true. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> silence the truth. DJ, DJ. What's up? Is, is, are we, is this it for music? I think so. Is that it for music? All right. Y'all ain't going to make any more suggestions? Well, I think TJ said he has one. Oh, a suggestion? Push- well, not a suggestion. Like, you said you had one more topic. We pushed you oh, to yeah. like an hour. Oh, yeah. We over. So, we'll wrap it up with this. I want your right. genuine reactions. This is an article from CNN Health. Mm. And I'm going to throw a little plug. I heard this story first on a different podcast called Darkness Radio. You guys should check them out. It's an awesome paranormal podcast. Man, hold up. We ain't plugging nobody in our podcast. I'm going to plug whatever the fuck I want to. All right. Sir. And with plug that, sir, butt. y'all have a good night. Thank you for joining us hey, for our podcast. Hey. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> y'all leave. I'll record this part on my own. So, hey, hold up. Hold up. Let me say this real quick. <laughs> Let me say this real quick. How are you going to support another podcast? You don't even support this one. Without sharing mm. everything, let's hey, talk about I do it. Shit. A, A, I do share about this, and B, do for a living. I'm trying. Okay, pay they bills. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. So I ain't trying to do this. You ain't trying to support me. Hmm? That's what I thought. I know. <laughs> we ain't making no money yet. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's an article from CNN Health. A nine-year-old Connecticut boy felt a strange sensation in his right ear, he told his doctor at Yale New Haven Children's Hospital. 
three days earlier, he'd heard a buzzing noise in his ear. Still, the boy felt no pain and could hear perfectly well. When asked what he'd been doing, he said nothing more unusual than playing outdoors at school. Dr. Eric Waldman, co-author of this report and chief of pediatric word that I can't pronounce at the hospital, (laughs) peered inside the boy's ear and saw something unexpected. A tick appeared to be implanted in the right tympanic membrane, otherwise known as the eardrum, where it was surrounded by inflamed tissue. So just to clarify, this was not a tick that had latched onto the inside of this boy's ear. It was all the way down in there on the eardrum. Oh, fuck. Waldman attempted to remove the tick, but the embedded arachnid wouldn't budge. In parentheses, ticks are commonly thought to be insects, but they are actually relatives of spiders. Parentheses. Bastards. Dr. David Casley, I believe. I don't know. You tell me. Fuck, I don't know. K-A-S-L-E. You said it like a question. You said it like a question. (laughs) Resident word I can't pronounce. Actually, I think it's otolaryngologist. Ologist? Ear and throat doctor. Okay. At Yale New Haven Hospital said, in any kind of removal, in any kid, removal of a foreign body from an ear is difficult. But especially in this case, the tick's capitulum, the mouthparts that do the probing, holding, and blood sucking, was dug in, Cassley said. Pulling the tick straight out would cause pain and probably tear the membrane. The eardrum essentially acts as yada, 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 words. So they could not just pull the tick out of this boy's eardrum. They had to go and put him under and do a full operation like to remove a tick that was embedded into this man's like eardrum. peel his fucking ear back and shit. Probably. Yeah, basically. Basically. So... Just if you ever, you know how you get little random noises in your ear, it's okay. It's probably just a tick sucking the blood from your eardrum. Man, I got tinnitus. I hear random ringing at times, okay? <coughs> now you got me mad paranoid. He's screeching. <laughs> Next time I'm going to think there's a fucking tick in there, I'm going like, to like start jabbing pliers in there and shit. See, that shit... See, that should make you feel a lot better, Mike, that ticks are actually very closely related to your favorite animal. Look, they can all burn in hell. Fuck you. Yes, yes, hell yes. They can all burn Fuck spiders. Dude, Sarah, every fucking time I see a fucking spider, she's like, oh, let me save it. And I'm grabbing the 12 gauge, like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, don't bother me, none. I'm not a fan. Like, especially, I work at PetSmart. There's sometimes spiders that like hang down right in front of you, which is the worst. Oh, fuck that, dog! I, I I swear, haymakers galore. Like it's going down. <laughs> like I'm throwing everything: the kitchen sink, my guns, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's getting thrown at this spider. I hate spiders, dude. I about shot the spiders in Pet Depot. I seriously did because I was just standing there with Sarah. We were looking at a little chinchilla. And she's like, oh, hey, babe, look at that. And I glanced up, and I see this big-ass fucking tarantula on the glass. And I legit 
went and reached for my fucking pistol. I was about to blast this motherfucker in its cage. At a, at a pet depot. <laughs> Inside of a pet depot. Like, relax, dude. Relax. Fuck that. Hey, like, hey, hey. Like the, like, the spider's just chilling, bro. Like, he's nah, just doing he his thing. he can chill in hell. That's where he can chill. Hey, okay, we we going a little bit too far in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, do y'all got anything y'all want to plug or anything like that? Um, I'm not allowed to plug nothing, apparently. Oh, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say this. Because we didn't record an episode last week. Like, I wanted to uh, just say thank you to everybody that uh, reached out to my family and me. Because uh, I had lost my uncle. I uh, really do appreciate your prayers and concerns. So thank you so much. Um, but if we, if y'all done, y'all done? I got one thing to add. No, you don't. We out. Yeah. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's real quick. Okay. So I told you about CBD cream last time, right? So this time I tried a CBD cigarette, you know, right before I went to bed because Transitioning, I work swing shifts, so transitioning from nights to days is really fucking rough. Like, I can adjust from days to nights pretty easily, but nights to days, it's terrible. Like, I I get maybe two hours of sleep, even if I, you know, drink and take Unisom, which is not advisable at all. But anyways, so I decided to smoke a little CBD cigarette. And, you know, felt good, felt nice and relaxed instantly out woke up feeling great so i'm just gonna say are they paying you for this ad no i'm just saying hey actually you know I'm what? Wrapping up. We need to, hey we need to talk we, we need to talk about something hmm. what are we talking about we'll talk off off, off here because we got we, we're at 80 minutes the people will fucking listen i don't care thank you all for listening to the podcast uh we're done here smoke cd cbd sunny spring farms